Hello everybody, welcome back to Open Air The Welly Podcast. My name is Sophia. I am the usual host, but I haven't been on in a couple weeks. Um, Welly stands for One Less Advocate. And there's a team of 12 of us, and this podcast is supposed to help with all of your, I don't know, emotional and mental health and wellness and just health and wellness needs in general. And we just kind of talk about stuff on here that might help you. I <laughs> I recorded this episode about an hour ago, and I just kind of went through all of the books on my shelf and talked about them um, and said how much I love them. And the episode was 40 minutes long, so we're not doing that anymore. And we are going to do three ca- three or four categories, two books per category. Um, but first I want to give you a couple of tips about reading. Um, oh yeah, this is a book recommendations <laughs> episode. Um, because I think books are a great escape and I also think they're great pieces of reflection and you can really use them as tools because even if you're reading fiction, which is what I typically read, you can get a lot out of it. And no matter how distant from you it is or how distant from you you think it is, the story I mean, it is still a reflection of something in your life, and I think you can do a lot of learning from that, and I think it's a great escape. So, I'm going to give you two books per, per section, I guess, and a little synopsis, or just a little idea of what they're about. I hope you find a book in here that you enjoy. Please feel free to email me if you want book recommendations because I'm on the library leadership committee and we're coming up with a way to give you all personalized book recommendations. So yes, this is just a little snippet of that. and I'm just going to be saying a few of some of my favorite books. But first I want to give you a couple of tips with reading. I think if you decide, this is way easier said than done. If you, you have to decide that you want to read a book. And you have to set aside time for that. And that's very difficult, especially when you're exhausted. But if you find a book that you truly enjoy, it won't feel it won't feel like work trying to read it. Because I know that's the reason why a lot of people don't like to read is because it feels like work. And I think English classes have ingrained that into us, that you have to analyze every piece of text you read. That is not the case. You can just purely enjoy a book and literature for enjoyment's sake. And these books are books that I've really done that with. And you can analyze them if that is something you really love. But I think you just have to decide, okay, I'm going to read. And set aside time in your day. Put it in your schedule if you need to. Do it right before you go to bed. Even if you read one chapter, you're still going to get through a book. And yeah. My second tip is use apps that will be helpful to you. The first app is Goodreads, which you can find on the App Store if you have an Apple device. I'm not sure if it works on Android, so I apologize. But you can create to-be-read lists, so you can keep track of books that you want to read. You can keep track of the books you're currently reading, and you can keep track of books you've previously read. It's super helpful. They also can give you recommendations for books, and I genuinely love that app so much. You can also rate them, so in your personal library on the app, you know what you rated each book that you've read. The second thing is Libby, which is an app, an audiobook app, and I know a lot of us, or some of us at least, 
I have a membership at my public library, so using my library card, I can plug in my information into this app and get free audiobooks for certain books that are in my public library system, and that's super nice and super helpful because it just goes with my library card, and I can get all these nice audiobooks. And audiobooks are a great way to get back into reading because I think there are a lot of, like, people that think that if you're listening to an audiobook, you didn't read the book. And I think that's very false because you're still understanding the story and you're still absorbing the words. So I think if you listen to an audiobook, you are reading the book. And that can be a great way to get in some sounds because it's similar to a podcast. You can just walk around and do stuff while you're listening and multitask. I know that's, like, kind of fake, that multitasking is, like, not real, but... I just think that that's a great way to get back into reading. So let's get into our first section, which will be realistic fiction. Okay, so this is the realistic fiction recommendations. I'm going to give two books. The first one is The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath, super famous um, and one of a very greatly renowned piece of literature. It has become one of my favorite books of all time and it feels like a part of me. If you're in my club, my film club, you know we talk about soul movies a lot and they're just movies or, you know, entertainment that feels like a part of you and you feel very connected to. And this book, The Bell Jar, is one of my soul pieces of entertainment or just something, it feels almost like a journal entry from myself, which is really incredible to see, especially because it was written a very long time ago. It is talking about a young woman who is struggling with her mental health and depression, and it's just a really wonderful book. It can be triggering, and it gets dark relatively quickly, but what's really beautiful about it is that the darkness is very rational, and I think those of us who do deal with mental health issues, those of you who deal with that, it can feel, the darkness can feel very comfortable and very rational, and I think that The Bell Jar does that beautifully. My second book for realistic fiction is On Beauty by Zadie Smith, which is about a interracial family living in Massachusetts, or not Massachusetts, in New England, and it talks about their three children, two of which are adults, they're young adults, and the third is 16, and it just follows kind of the trials and tribulations of their family, I guess, and It is one of the most eloquently written books I have ever read in my entire life. I sobbed at it, but nothing explicitly sad happens. It's just so understandable, and the actions that occur are so human and so relatable, I would say. Not necessarily relatable, but you just know these characters. You've seen them in real life. They're just such real people to you, and I became very attached to the whole family, and I just think it's one of the most amazing books, and I highly recommend anybody should read it. I think it's probably one of the best pieces of fiction out on the market right now, and Zadie Smith is a wonderful author, so yeah, give that a read. The two books I mentioned for realistic fiction are The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath and On Beauty by Zadie Smith. Enjoy. This next section is my fantasy section. I am a big fantasy reader. Um, 
I think Harry Potter was my gateway into that, as I think it was with most people. Um, and I want to mention that I do not condone anything that J.K. Rowling has said, and I do not respect her really as a person, but I also think that Harry Potter has raised a few generations of people, and I think it is one of the most influential series of all time. And the characters are very near to my heart, but J.K. Rowling is very far away. I'm going to give you two, two, I guess, I'll give you three, because I really do love fantasy. Um, My first is just the Percy Jackson series on a whole, and a lot of the series that Rick Riordan has um, written. I guess they're not technically fantasy because they're mythology, but, and they're kind of realistic fiction, I would say, but they are middle grade reads, they're filled with action, and I just finished rereading the um, Percy Jackson series for the second time, and I wept (laughs) because I think as I've gotten older, my opinion and attachment to the characters has really shifted, and I think because I've grown up with these characters in my life for so long, I just love them, and when sad things happen, I have to cry. But yes, I highly recommend the Percy Jackson series, along with many other series that Rick Riordan has written, because I think they're really easy to get into, and they're great gateways back into reading, because they're very nostalgic, at least for me they are. Um, My second book is also a middle grade read, and that is The School for Good and Evil by Soman Chainani. This book is essentially a twist on the whole fairy tale idea, and it's kind of like where the heroes and villains of these fairy tales train and become the heroes that they are, and it's a really wonderful book. It's really beautifully written, and like I said, it's very nostalgic for me because I have read this book a few times. It's a series, but I only have the first book, and I think the first book's the best book in my opinion, Um, and it's following two best friends who each think they should be placed in a certain school, either the school for good and the school for evil, but when they are placed in these schools, they're placed in the opposite, opposite schools, <laughs> like the one who thought she was going to go to evil ends up in good, and the one who thought she was going to be in good ends up in evil, and it follows them kind of accepting and rejecting their identities and their friendship, and there's like love, and you know, it's a fairy tale story, so it's great. Um, so yes, I love that, and then I also would say Dune is a great book if you are more into adult fiction, and this is one of the most influential sci-fi novels of all time, and I think a lot of you guys probably know Dune because of the new movie that's coming out, which looks like it's going to be one of the best movie adaptations of a book I have ever seen, based on what I've seen so far in the trailer and how the actors have talked about it. But Dune is just a really relevant story, in my opinion, because it's talking about environmental issues, it's talking about growing up, it's talking about identity, it's talking about love and leadership, and I think all of that is very, very relevant, but it's also a sci-fi novel, which makes it really cool, I think. Um, So I highly recommend that book. Um, The language is a little bit difficult just because there are, like, fictional words and fake words that are made up for it, 
and different things that are just very kind of strange to grasp until you kind of get into the world and it's also a very dense book it's 600 to 700 pages so I really highly recommend Dune but it is a difficult one oh and this one's shoot this one's not fantasy but Ready Player One is a great book if you like even if you don't like video games I don't play any video games I don't really like them but and I also don't know about any 80s references because I was born in 2004 but it is fantastic I think everybody should read Ready Player One because it's kind of dystopian and it takes place in like 50 plus years and it's just so good so yes those are my little fantasy recommendations (laughs) fantasy recommendations just as a recap are Dune by Frank Herbert Percy Jackson series by Rick Riordan the school and the school for good and evil by Soman Chainani. Enjoy. This is my classics recommendations. These are both probably everybody knows about them and they're some of the easiest classics I would say, but I think classics are the hardest to get into and these are just perfect. So, Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. Most people know that story. For me, it is very near and dear to my heart similarly to the bell jar in the sense that a lot of it feels like I thought it myself and not in the sense of like I'm plagiarizing Louise May Alcott but in the sense of like this is so true to who I am that it's scaring me and I just love it so much for that um and the March sisters are very very close to me I just I don't have sisters but they feel like my sisters and I love them so much um so I really highly recommend Little Women it's a very cozy book. Both of these classics are very cozy. And the second book I recommend is Anne of Green Gables by Lucy Maud Montgomery. Um, I think everybody knows about Anne of Green Gables as well. It's very famous and it takes place on Prince Edward Island in Canada, which is such a beautiful setting. Um, and it's, you know, nice Canadian vibes. You love the Canadian vibes. Je suis Canadienne. Canadian. Don't judge my French even though, actually do judge my friends, French, if my French teacher's hearing this, I'm so sorry, but, or if my dad's hearing this, I'm so sorry, but Anne of Green Gables is just so good, um, and it's, again, it's super cozy, a lot of the lines are super dear, near and dear to my heart, and a lot of the terms that Anne uses are really beautiful, it's about an orphan that gets adopted by a pair of siblings who are aging, and, it just kind of follows that whole journey, and it's just such a beautiful book. The first one, I would say, is my favorite. So yes, those are my two classics recommendations. They're super nice to get into, and they're very cozy, especially in winter. I think if you read either of those, you will feel very warm inside, but I also think that, what is it called? If you read Anne of Green Gables in the spring, that would be a great option as well. So enjoy. Oh, the two books are Little Women by Louisa May Alcott and Anne of Green Gables by Lucy Maud Montgomery. My last two recommendations are nonfiction. Um, So the first one is, I don't read a lot of nonfiction, but when I do, um, I really enjoy it. I just don't like reading a lot of like history books I just feel like I leave nonfiction for school do you know what I mean I just love fiction so much it helps me escape so my two favorite nonfiction books are Tina Fey's memoir autobiography bossy pants Tina Fey is hysterical she's a comedian an American comedian 
and she was on SNL for a really long time, and she wrote Mean Girls. You probably all know who Tina Fey is, but she's absolutely fantastic, and her book is so funny. I think it came out in 2011, um, but I listened to the audiobook over the summer, and it was hysterical, so I highly recommend that. And the second book is So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijoma Oluo. It is a really fantastic nonfiction book, an informational book, about basically the injustice in the United States and just kind of the Ijoma Oluo's experience of being a black woman, a queer black woman in the United States. And it is fantastic. So I highly recommend that as well. The two books are Bossy Pants by Tina Fey and So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijoma Oluo. I hope you enjoy. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you found maybe a book that you would that you like. Please feel free to email me if you want more book recommendations because, like I said, the first uh, literally an hour ago I recorded this and it was 45 minutes long. So I definitely have a lot more to say, but I wanted to keep it short and sweet. I hope you all have a great weekend, and I'll see you later. XOXO, Gossip Girl, also known as Sophia, also known as... The hermit who likes to read. Love you.